Cheers, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Variables. We are your hosts for Groly's Period Buds and Pedro's Grow Room. Uh, you can find us here every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, casting around the world and around the internet on YouTube, Twitch, X, maybe soon Instagram. We'll see if we can get that figured out. Right. <laughs> and uh, of course, you can find us you know, live on those platforms, but as well as uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you can get your, your old podcast. Cheers, guys. We're going to do a little, uh, just a quick episode tonight to kind of wrap the year up, talk about some some things, uh, you know, things we did this year, some things we're looking forward to next year. But uh, before we get there, Merry Christmas. Cheers, everybody. How are you guys doing? Cheers, everybody. Cheers. What's going on? Good I'm doing I'm doing well. Drinking some 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 more tea over here. Not 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 feeling the best Saving tonight, as you can probably hear. But yeah, I'm doing all right. Oh no, that was me two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That was me a couple three weeks ago, I think. But man, I'm gonna Let's dive see. right into some uh, some of this primal punch. Nice. Oh, focus. Right. There we go. Oof. That's pretty. Might have dipped into it already once or twice. Or three I don't times. have anything <laughs> out right now. So you know what? I'm just going to go in on. I've got some of this entry sitting over here. I've been doing the doing the um, Terp Wars judging over here. And I've got an entry number nine that I went on last night. And uh, she's a pretty, pretty little nice one over here. That's nice. Most Good of the trick. entries you've seen have been all good like that, right? Like you haven't had anything... Except the first two. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed first, those ones. <laughs> yeah, the first first two were pretty were pretty rough entries to be completely honest. And uh I mean on a on a scale of like ten, where were those at? Three. Ooh, that rough. Two, yeah, yeah. Two and a half, three, three and a half, maybe at the most. Yeah, they were they were very, very, very rough. Do you know but what do you think caused that? Oh, variables. Fire and fire out, right? Variables caused it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's got when, the fucking shirt on. That's awesome. <laughs> when, when I do the uh when I do the, the live streams for the judging and whatnot, um I go over quite a bit of that. Um I mean there's there's hundreds of possibilities that, that it can be, you know. Um, over over agitation. Uh, let me start from the beginning. Bad growth, you know, the wrong genetics. Um, um, over agitation, temperature room, temperature water, cleanliness of water, um, temperature of press. Um, so amount quick, of pressure. Over agitation time. Can, yeah, I know there's I know you can keep going, but I'm, yeah, exactly. on, on the topic of over agitation, because this is something I haven't heard talked about too much. Um I mean, obviously if you're doing it man, like manually paddling, manually mm -hmm. washing, manually stirring, however you want to say it, mm -hmm. um, you can control that to the you know umpteenth variable. If mm -hmm. you're using maybe like a machine that's got some presets or whatever, you know, you're just kind of relying on that. How do you know if you're over or maybe even under agitating and what does that mean because obviously you're saying it means it could reduce the quality of your hash and i i think i know the reason why but just in case our viewers don't 
share that. And then what if we under agitate it? Do we get a higher quality, just a lower yield? Tell me about that too. So as, as you're, as you're going your first wash, right? You throw your first flower into the, into the wash and you start washing. You have no idea. You really have no clue. You're kind of flying, flying in the dark. You really are. Um, until you, you wash it, scope it and, or then dry it and scope it and find out what you're dealing with. And then, you got to play with variables. You got to start, you got to turn your agitation up. You got to turn your agitation time up and or down on both of them and scope it and see what you got. Take notes, you know, um, how much, what, what was your yield um, percentage? Uh, what is your, what is your, what do your heads look like? What does your rosin look like? What does it taste like? Um, you know, and generally uh, speaking, you can find out most of that information um, on the first go round. You know, uh, you can find out a, a really good piece of that information on the first go around, but just by scoping, just by paying attention. Um, and then the second one, second and or third is where you kind of start screwing up is when you start really playing with variables and you start turning the knob a little too far. And you're like, oh, shit. Yep. That's where that's where the line was. Whoops. You know, <laughs> I don't like to do more than three washes. So my third one, I beat the shit out of it. And yeah it, it it really depends on what your end goal is you know it really depends on what your end goal is you know if you're really trying to separate out qualities into a, a, a variety of qualities or if you're just going for you know you're just going to put it all together and put it all together into one or if you're going to use your first two as your as your smokable and your third is just your food grade whatever you know get her done um i mean there's so many different ways to approach it but yeah i mean ultimately when you start over agitating, go back to your question. When you start over agitating, that got weird. Over agitating, um, you start getting particulates. You start getting stalks. You start getting less desirable, lower um, oil-containing um, heads um, and, and stalks. Um, and 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 because you're you're really just using micron bags, we haven't we haven't jumped into fully. Although things are coming on the market. We haven't jumped into fully doing, you know, any kind of static cleaning on, on a larger scale than, you know, than the old would, Passovers and whatnot. I was going to ask, did you see Bubble Man's announcement with that? With the new machine? Or, That's yeah. With I, Sambo Creek? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, another, I've seen a couple. Of, I've, I've seen Sambo's come out before. Um, and then there's another one that just came out. I think I saw it at MJ Vizcon. Um regarding passing material through a tube which is um, charged you know negatively and positively and then pulls them accordingly um so, but nonetheless we haven't got into that so back to the question over agitation causes particulates which um we're like we said we're only catching in the micron bags so you know if plant material is 73 microns it's going to stop in that bag you know and then pressing it from there um with again with the right temperature right pressure right control you can get around a lot of that because you are filtering it but nonetheless you're filtering that plant material into heated oil and then filtering it out and there's still it's still just not as good as it could have been you know so that was a long way around it i mean today no, i appreciate that <laughs> like i said it doesn't seem like it's something that's expanded on often you know what I mean? It's it's a lot of uh, temperature and things like that. But you know how how much are we really beating this this bushel of weed? You know, 
Yeah, like I was saying, you know, when I was showing a couple of presses weeks ago regarding the the food grade presses that I was going through, and I just saw today that, um, uh, damn it, the Bryantist, I think it was, I think I, maybe I had the name wrong, um, was just pressing some 45 to 159, some full, full spectrum can, it, it considerably. Um, it's showing more of the, although his press was gorgeous, by the way, but, but sometimes showing the, the what does happen every day in a facility, but isn't always highlighted, you know? Yeah, I'd love to uh, see someone, and if I could do it myself, that'd be great, but see someone just like do almost like daily vlogs from a processor's standpoint of view, you know what I mean? And I don't know like with the uh, regulations and stuff, how much you could actually be able to do that, you know what I mean? Um, but I don't know, and maybe that's so niche that it's like, you know, <laughs> not a, it's not really going to go viral, so to speak, but uh, I think yeah, it'd be Seeing cool. things at the commercial level is pretty cool, though. It really and, is, man. And understanding what the day-to-day -day is, you know, it's it's not all glamour and fun. It's still a job mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. still work. Yeah, there's a lot of cleaning and, you know, things that aren't yep. just like pressing giant puddles of hash, you know? <laughs> and with the legal you're dealing with metric and or whatever system yeah most likely metric right whatever yeah i think that's most states on top of whatever internal mechanisms you might have and policies and sops and oh man it's endless <laughs> either way it'd still be pretty sweet if you could pull it off <laughs> yeah no doubt, right need one of those little harnesses and just wear a gopro all day man just live stream it <laughs> Beard cam, go. Yeah, right. Forget to take it off when you go and take shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, not to name names, we know people that have done this too. But uh, I, I, uh, I got a fun story about. Uh, I heard of, uh, a a pastor one time was uh, you know got done with his sermon, did this you know the whole whole service or whatever hour plus long you know, service and in between services, you know, people are filtering in and out for the next service. And he, you know, takes the time to, you know, go use the bathroom, runs to the bathroom, you know, drops child, does his thing. Yay. Yeah. Comes back and everyone's just like looking at him, like absolutely horrified white face. And he's kind of like, what's oh. going on? And they're like, your, your mic's still on. And it clicked, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah, so I got, you might notice I got wireless headphones, or I got new headphones. They're wireless, but I have the wire still plugged in. <laughs> just as a just to keep you there, just as a leash. Yeah, a little bit of a leash. Although my mic is attached to my table, so I guess that's that helps. I, Although I think there's a mic in this. I don't know. <laughs> I actually have the Rode uh, lav mics, the wireless go. So I wear that nice. when I'm washing hash because my yep. stream is from upstairs. So I'm all, I'm in a whole different room mm -hmm. and I've had to make sure like when I'm coming in to have a chat with <laughs> the wife or play with the kid for a minute that I'm not broadcasting or. Yeah. I, uh, Mrs. Figoli is a fan of those. She actually brought those to my attention and I was telling her, I think, you know, even though I have this road mic and it's, it's great. I've been using it for a long, long time. Um, and even the Sennheiser headphones that I finally swapped out after like five or six years or something like that. Um, I don't know how many, probably 
hundreds, if not maybe over a thousand hours of streaming on those. But, um, but yeah, I, I was interested in the DJI version of it just because of the hmm. drones I have and stuff. You know, I'm kind of already in that technology with the the drones and the. I think theirs uh, are a little cheaper too, and are they? just as good a quality. Yeah, from the okay. reviews I've seen, there's no there's no comparison really. There's nothing different between them. Okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. They're just like you know, magnet. You can just attach it to pretty much anything, and mm -hmm. off you go. You know, I actually have a plug-in lav though, <clears throat> so the road lav as well. So I'm not nice. actually talking into the little brick. Mm -hmm. But that works too. Works great on a camera. <laughs> Wait, so those do those road mics attach? Can they attach to like a lapel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here, I'll pull one out. They're just. They've got the clip on the back. Oh, the clip. Okay. Yeah. And just the little, nice. and and they've got little windscreens and everything. I was going to say, does it come with a little windscreen attachment? Probably. Yeah. It's hard to get away with doing anything outdoors without, or in a grow room. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, those fans. Even are in a hash room with an AC going, like you just got to have it. There's a lot of noises going on when you're processing. Doesn't matter. Hey, shout out Pedro. Um, one of my uh, fans, I guess, or instagram friends whatever you want to call it so today posted a uh a video uh he was watching uh came up on his feed and instagram and it was this two-year-old video of pedro teaching everyone how to wash hash or make hash on uh build a soils channel and sure enough there's a frigoli sticker on the door in the background <laughs> And my buddy's just like zooming in at it. He's like, dude, I was just like, this thing auto playing. I'm listening here, you know, just listen to this. And I look up and see your sticker in the background. And I'm like, I'm like instantly recognize that beard. I'm like, I think that's Pedro. But I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, I think it says Bildasol. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I know this makes sense. Right. <laughs> it's all coming together now. I was, I was trying to look over my door over here to see if you're on this door, too. <laughs> Next time I'll get you one of the. Uh, the you are on the ones. you are on the old school board that's got stickers over stickers over stickers over there in the hall or in the the entranceway to the the studio. You, you Next both time are I'll on get you on that chat too, life. <laughs> my fridge is covered down here. I can't get the camera to point to it though. I do, I do, <laughs> I do have I do have one person. Shout out Lone Dabber, who actually has my beard tattooed on them. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, he went, nice. he went that far. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> He's good shit. One of my good followers. Went a little, so, uh, went a little simpler tonight on the rigs, man. We went down to a just a, a bubbler, sexy, sexy little bubbler, of course. Pretty but. little rig. How do you feel about like something smaller like that versus like your kind of standard desktop rig? How do they hit? You know, is is it like what's the pros and cons? So I guess it all comes down to yeah, right. So it all comes down to what you think a rig does or should and or should do, right? Um, and it all then then it comes down to the water, right? Because what is the water doing, you know? And everybody's first thought and or answer to that, which has a very good validity, is that it's cooling and or filtering you know the smoke and or vapor and or whatever we're you know um and i mean there's evidence in that in that there's we get boogers in our water and the inside of our rigs are all covered with oil you know so to me 
kind of functionality, water contact, you know, the amount of the amount of smoke and or vapor that I can get to touch the water for the longest amount of time to me is the best function without getting water in my mouth is the best function, you know? So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, big fair point there. And then from there, it comes down to, you know, do you like the rig and, or how does it set? You know, literally, is it a set? Is it a solid set or, or is it something where I couldn't do that? You know, because I have some rigs where you put a banger on it and it wants to fall over. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some of the I've smaller, got one of those. <laughs> some of the super small rigs are, then you have to find some, some rigs in general, you just have to find um, bangers for them that, uh, that fit them, whether it be weight or size or, there's no drop down it's just a banger that sits right in the hole <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And, and and then there's you know some people say um the flavor savers the smaller you know the smaller rig smaller more flavor kind of type deal you know and to me again it just comes down to the amount of vapor and smoke that you can get to touch the seems like it'd be a more concentrated flavor in a smaller rig that'd be my very off the cuff perspective that's what everybody assumes and a a lot of people just say just like shout out svnv hash he a lot of times just hits his rig dry doesn't even put any water you know for kind of the same reason i guess you know and I i think it comes down to Although people do have their reasons and and or whatnot, I think it ultimately just comes down to preference. What do you really like doing? And and how you hit it too. You know, yeah. are you trying to rage it or doing a nice soft even hit or for sure? I think my favorite part <laughs> in terms of I think this is this is mm-hmm. I guess this is more more form than function, really, but um is having a dab rig that the mouthpiece is angled towards me if it's sitting on something. So it's not like a straight up, you know, if I, I get it, if it's a bong, like it's a big ass bong or something like that, but a dab rig, that's like, I, d- I didn't understand that. <clears throat> you, are, are you hitting it on a table? Is that why? Um, I mean, I'm going to hold it, but something that has an angle, it. you know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. I'll lay back. Yeah. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, lay, lay back mouthpiece. Okay. I, I knew there was a name for it, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. But no, I, that's just one of those things that's like, it's just once you find something like that, that it's like just fits how you dab. It's like it, it's a yes. game changer versus a dab that doesn't have it. Another one for me, and you kind of alluded to it, like putting a banger in it and all of a sudden it wants to tip over. Um, and you know sometimes they do it with because you didn't put water in it you know and it's kind of just made a new balance of water <laughs> sometimes sucks. it doesn't even if you got water in it uh and you just got too nice of a banger <laughs> right uh yeah, hella, but heavy a, LA yeah a big wide base a big yeah. thing whether it's all glass and it's like a half an inch thick and i could slam that thing down on the countertop and it, you know on a cement wall and it's going to be okay you know or one that's like a you know beaker style bottom, if you will, that's just got a lot of that water weight at the bottom. It's a low sure, center sure. of gravity, if that makes sense. Because yeah, yeah, I'm knocking these things over all the time and the breaking <laughs> them, and it just yeah. I mean, I one, guess it depends I, on. Um, go ahead. One I hadn't thought about until I had to deal with it is how does it feel in the hand? 
-hmm. is it comfortable to hold and hit it? Because my favorite rig is a pain in the ass to hit. Why is, yeah. it pain, why is it a pain in the ass? Because uh, your your face is right over it. <laughs> and there's drips everywhere. The so there's not a comfortable way. Like, yeah, it's too artsy. I, you're afraid of snapping a drip off. The drips are a pain in the dick. They're, yep. they're sexy as shit. We, I, we oh, had yeah. a red one. I believe that was the same way. It yes, it, it's fun. gorgeous. I love the rig. <laughs> but I just don't hit it as much because it, I don't want to break it. <laughs> there's <laughs> just, a lot of rigs. Even the lip feel i call it you know how it when you put your lips against it how does it feel you know and i know that sounds very sexual maybe it is but big difference it, dude i've got it, two it makes them. it makes a big difference man I, yeah. I swap out two daily drivers this one look at that like recessed portion in there right, right? so and it's there's got like nipple then there's yeah, flat. Well, yeah, yeah and my other one is a nipple and when i switch dude I'm like, I put my mouth on it. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, you <laughs> notice. Yeah, it's a yeah. notice thing. It's, it's know, like, so. it's, it's a, you know, either you're putting your lips inside of something or, I mean, yeah, you're sucking on a nipple. I don't know how to describe it otherwise. It's like, they're just, they hit totally different just because of that mouth feel. And that's something we yeah. talk about when it comes to edibles is the mouth feel, the right? Love. Like even the shape of a gummy can oh, change the mouth okay. feel. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. I never really... Okay. Like Never maybe really you want rough edges. Like maybe you want just like a full, like you know, thin, like you know, cornered. You know, out of pe maybe a pentagon's your shape. Maybe like a, a you want some like three D depth to it. Like everyone's kind of got a preference there, but sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And typically, ones that don't are the ones that remind you of full calamari. <laughs> so, what were you making tonight, gummies? Actually, just some basic chocolates, um, and I mean basic. Uh, I, I was not able to – I used the rest of my white chocolate for peppermint bark, and I wanted to make another batch of peppermint bark, and I couldn't find any white chocolate, or at least oh, not, no. you know, not the brand I use. I'm not just going to use any white chocolate. You know, oh, there's a specific oh. brand. You know, stick to the recipe. Standard and, stuff. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Standard premium, you know. And uh, – <laughs> So I couldn't come up with that in time, you know, kind of last minute situation. I did it to myself, but uh, I did have some milk chocolate of the same brand. And and that's, you know, so that's what I use on the milk chocolate chocolates. And uh, so I, I did a similar, similar sort of recipe to my uh, peppermint bark. Uh, but it's, it's, it's not white chocolate, it's milk chocolate. And there's, there's not crushed peppermint candy or crushed candy canes it's uh just like christmas themed sprinkles and so yeah it's just it's going to be a basic like you know just chocolate bark if you will um not the peppermint version not not like super potent flavored peppermint or anything like that um you and, and i did it like <clears throat> about six times the dosage as my last batch of peppermint bark so it's going to be real <laughs> nice and dusty <laughs> i mean new year's bark yeah yeah i think that's what we might need to call it i slept through 2024 bark <laughs> that's awesome but speaking of 2024 let's roll back the tape yeah. to 2023 guys because um i know we've uh we've all had our ups and downs this year and um you know some of us have uh taken strides and and different things and um, honed our crafts or, or, you know, just expanded 
uh, you know, in, in different directions. And um, I mean, I'll start off. One thing that we all partook in together this year was starting a new podcast. That wasn't necessarily something I really expected to do this year. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, kind of, I had the itch, you know what I mean? And I, I'm just staring at that Friday night open slot. Like someone needs to fill it. I don't want to do it on my own. And, and then, and then the, the, you, you reached out and it was just like, maybe yeah, we should do that. You know, it's like, yeah, why not? Let's just do Timing it. I mean, just made sense. Yeah. And yeah. here we are like almost, I mean, shoot, almost four months later, we're, we're, 15 episodes in. We took last week off for the holiday, but you know, we're 16 weeks ago. I guess we started it. And uh so you know, almost four months. When and, I started seeing those teens, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you never know if it's just gonna be like a every once in a while thing. I I mean, I didn't know if it was gonna be every week thing. When we started grow to, or not when we started grow to, but I wasn't there for the very beginning, but when they reached out to me about joining GrowTube. And Dago even tells the story. He's like, yeah, for all these, you know, we reached out. He's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll do it every other week. You know, it kind of depends on my time, like how much time I got. And sure. Shit. Like for the, like three months in a row, I didn't miss an episode <laughs> every <laughs> Friday night. I was there. Cause it's just, I love this. I love podcasting and I love talking about one of my passions, which is cannabis and especially uh, processing, extracting it. And just focusing on the medicinal value of it and uh we've got a couple like-minded people to create a panel with and uh you know but we all have our own kind of backgrounds and skill sets and it's been great we've had let's be honest give it up to the guests we've had some pretty freaking awesome guests here on the we first. have had some pretty spectacular yeah guests yeah that. man <laughs> for, for the we, first couple weeks you know yeah show, yeah yeah. And we've got we're we're already in touch. I don't want to drop any names. I don't think yet, but uh, we're we've been in touch already with a few others that I'm excited to uh, bring you guys in 2024. You know, January, yeah. February, and beyond. But we should um, hopefully have some momentum going into 2024 and get some get some good things going. But this is no better time to if you're watching this live, drop it in the comments whether you're on Twitch X or YouTube. We'll see it in the back end. Let us know who you'd love to see on here. I'm already seeing them roll in. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, who else would you like to see on the Variables podcast? And it doesn't, I mean, we're kind of open to anything, guys. Like, we can kind of relate anything back to Hash. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. <laughs> Fuck, we had Harry Dabs on. We knew I didn't realize he was processing at the time I reached out to him, but we had fucking Harry Dabs on. We thought that was going to be a crazy episode, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've got a we had a freaking HVAC guy on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <That's> what <laughs> right? It could be equipment, it just growing, whatever it is. There's yeah, for sure. We, Big and or small people, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Let's yeah. do it. It'd be fun. Yeah, but I think uh, I think a big mix, a big eclectic mix is is what we want to stick to. So we need a lot. We need a lot of about, right? The variables of it yeah. all. You yeah, know, and it's like so many people doing different things out there. Just yeah, hearing all the different ways people are using the plant is just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. yeah and let's be honest. Some <laughs> there's a lot of people benefiting off this plant uh, that aren't benefiting from it by ingesting it you know what i mean a lot of people are benefiting it from selling it from creating products that support the industry um from promoting it you know um maybe from training people and 
I mean, think about even just the, the it's it's broken into the university system now where there's, you know, degrees leading into it and stuff. Right. So, right. It's got a long way to go, but it's kind of cool to see the, the steps it's, that have been taken. Start. Yeah. It is. Definitely cool to see the progression. All right. I got a question for you guys. And I know Superior Buds, have done, he's done the research on this to some extent. When you say it's a start, you're right. It's an emerging market. When, how do you time entering an emerging market, <laughs> especially one like this? It, it's, a, it's a tough one. Like we, when our market was emerging here in Michigan, we got hammered with COVID right after. And so it threw everything for a loop here. I think there was no blueprint for what happened in Michigan. I agree, but we also went from illegal to like recreationally illegal to an essential business in three or four months because of that. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't like it threw a wrench in it in a bad way. It threw a wrench in it in almost a positive way where we now had deliveries. We had curbside pickup. We had drive-through windows. None of those things were ever going to be illegal or illegal in Michigan until the pandemic hit. Um, yeah. and which was obviously very quickly after we legalized it, or at least initiated the, the launch of it all. Um, yeah, that and, and, and the then kick. also expanding, <laughs> they did the, the expansion of the licenses and let people grow more. They were bringing it, you know, they, a lot of changes I didn't expect they, they threw in and then the pandemic, like you said, all of a sudden essential business and everything they were, it, it was crazy for two years. Yeah, I, if, I, I, mean, I you know how that. close I was, and I was yeah. too damn. I was too damn scared. <clears throat> that's the way it boiled down with me. Is I mean, we were well, and that's why I'm asking here. this question, Superior Buds, because I'm kind of looking at a something. You know, I'm looking at a similar situation to what you mm-hmm. were looking at, um, and you're definitely you're way more challenged than I, even where you're at now and where I'm at now. And I don't think either of us are in the greatest of spots geographically, but you're way more challenged geographically than yeah. I am in terms of, you know, foot traffic or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I mean that the, the challenge for you, it's not like the cost is any less for you. You know, it's not like what was going to be weird for me up here is it's two distinct seasons. You have spring and summer, and then you have winter, uh, fall and then winter you know they kind of go together but snow versus leaf chasers are different um and then summertime it's families i mean we get a lot of traffic but it's in really crazy waves that's the the issue with up here you have to be ready to be shut down for three months but Mm -hmm. the initial plan was that falls in with the growing cycles too Mm -hmm. so if you if you're timing everything right you're able to do the shutdown and weather the storm. Um, but you just have to make up for it in margins. And then the margins kind of vanished. <laughs> I, I mean, would there ever be a point at which you'd be sold out though? Could you just not um, shutter the storefront for the most part? And not that it takes a whole lot to run that anyway, but maybe you, uh, you know, you just grow fresh frozen for a cycle or something, you know, and, yeah, there and would always not- be something going. Okay, but you're not just like cl- like literally shutting the doors down because right, right. The growth still continues because you okay. gotta you gotta stock up. Um, maybe reduce open hours and 
you totally can't anticipate things up here. Right now no. we have zero snow. <laughs> right now <laughs> everything is open <laughs> and we have no snowmobilers. Two years ago we had four foot on the ground. Oh, it's so wild, bro. So it, total different winter this year. I don't know when we're going to get snow, but <laughs> it's raining here today. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not snow. It's rain guys. <laughs> right. I mean, it's been cold enough. At least our ground is getting colder. Our swamps are going to freeze easier. Like it's going to okay. help, but cause if we just get dumped on snow, the snow insulates the ground. The ground doesn't freeze quick enough. We get sloppy base. I was going to say, you probably, that's like ask for like probably mold, powdery mildew. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that kind of, yeah. My humidifier is all shut off. I haven't been running any humidifiers lately. Yeah, I bet. So. I bet. So I don't know if you had, if you had like, uh, if you could sum it up, man, if you could sum up a tip, because someone asked me this recently and I, I told him I was going to try to figure out an answer for him <laughs> when it comes to the cannabis, yeah. you know, market, if you're entering as, you know, maybe a hash maker or a micro business, something along those lines. Um, and you were looking at entering, you know, maybe today, tomorrow, next month, next year, you know, whatever. Um, you're just trying to time it right, right? Without you know blowing mm -hmm. all your money like a lot of these people did, or at least pro over projecting like crazy, and then failing because of that. Um, you know how, yeah. how do you how do you time entering an emerging market? Jeez, <laughs> you got anything? <laughs> I haven't even googled this. I feel like I should Google this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a that's... Weird one. I would think over here things have kind of settled down so to speak you know um more stable market yeah it, it's not so crazy there's not so many goddamn weird little gadgets and gadgets and stuff <laughs> that anymore i mean there still is you know but it's not the amount of so it's kind of slowed down and kind of people kind of know the direction that they're going into you know where they want to go whether it's you know vapes or edibles or 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 dabbing or flour or you know whatever they're going to want to do so i think everything's a little more defined um so now i start thinking at this point in time is when is it too late to get into the market you mm -hmm. know because i think right now is when you should be almost have been established at this point in time um because once the market starts getting flooded where uh, i don't know the works necessarily getting flooded but it um could could be very soon how do you then get in you know mm -hmm. i guess which then does it then become the next question is how do you get in but right very you know in your market i think the biggest risk is probably interstate commerce because your your proximity to oklahoma and everybody and their brother if you got a farm you could just grow like just go, go for it you know it's that would be my biggest worry in that area is just, but as a processor, that's not a bad thing. That's just, I think that's actually a good point too, is opening for sales to the consumer versus being a middleman. I think that's part of where's the risk, right? If you're trying to do everything like the micro business here, where you grow, you process, you sell, that's a bigger risk than if you can just be a third-party processor. <clears throat> so, also, whenever, so whenever, so whenever bigger risk, bigger reward. Well, no, it, it's it's an old adage. Um, <laughs> during a gold rush, sell 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 shovels, right? Mm -hmm. You don't mine gold, you sell the shovels. 
Right. So be so, a lawyer, sell LED lights, do something like that. Be Bands a middleman to everybody who needs you. Now, I wouldn't even say LEDs, but like hash is a good one because you're not the grower. You don't have to get rid of your product. Your product moves through you. But that's only if you're yeah, doing that toll work. If you're trying to do something like you or I where it's right. Yeah. Single source. Right. The micro business is different. Well, even if it's that single source, even if you're paying someone to grow it for you, right? And you're buying that directly from them and then branding it under your own because you've sourced this material specifically for it, right? Right. That's not single source, but you know, if you're if it's good enough, you're willing to slap your brand on it, right? Um, that's a lot different than like Bubble Man said on I think she I don't think it was this show. I think it might have been on I think it was either on this show or on GML's podcast. <laughs> I said something along the lines of wanting to start my own processing, you know, and having my brand, you know, putting it out there, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, just be prepared to do about 80% of your work for someone else, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's like ultimately what it is. Like you're not, you know, if you're keeping busy, you're not going to be able to sell yeah. that much of your own stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And trust me, if I was even, even 40 hours a week, which is, you know, probably a, a minimum honestly if i was operating something like that <laughs> uh even at 40 hours a week like you're pumping out so much material that it's just like mm-hmm. yeah no wonder the prices have tanked <laughs> you know right right and that's the thing like it's yeah you're middlemanning but you're all like where's the end game you know you're just you're you're another step in the, kind of the that's that's more just uh if i had to choose today where i wanted to sit in the cannabis industry I don't know that, again, where I'm at, micro business mm-hmm. no longer makes sense. If I was right. in a better area and can establish a brand and build it up, you you could still survive and thrive. You know, I've seen people do it. Um, and not often. I mean, no, no. I can think of one. They don't, they, yeah, I they're can not think of more than huge. that that closed their doors this year out of the 10 in the state, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, and it goes and back one to- One of them was the only one in the UP, man. Like- yeah. 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 They, they were in a rough spot too, though. I mean, they were surrounded. There's loom. You know, I mean, all of them are everywhere up here and Mm -hmm. you can't beat their prices and up here. Money's money's not as strong as it is down, down state. So, so not, (laughs) so, you know, you gotta, the, 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 the $5, $5 deals, look pretty good yeah. for the dads for a lot of people oh, god so that leads me into one of the one of the few points i wrote down about 2023 and and that is we watched an incredible shift and really a decline in the broader market and i think we went over that uh, report uh from uh yeah. leaflink or whoever it was um that showed you know just massive double digit percentage drops in pricing now that doesn't mean the volume is going down at all. <laughs> and actually the overall sales revenue is going up month to month, mm-hmm. breaking records here in Michigan. Uh, but the prices are still continuing to drop. So that kind of tells us that, yeah, there's just this, this kind of race to the bottom, almost crab in a bucket mentality of just like, there's not, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of quality out there, or right. maybe there's not a whole lot of demand for quality, you know? Um, and it's certainly, like you said, it depends on the area you're in. And so <laughs> bringing it back to that micro business model, especially, or even if you're doing it with a stacked license of being a grower processor and 
uh, retail are all on the same property, you know, like you better be in the right spot, getting the right amount of traffic. Right. <laughs> and you got to be cautious because the micro business, are they still at the 150 limit or did they end up raising it? They're at 150. They created a second micro business license. Okay. That doubles that to 300 plants, I believe. However, you no longer allowed to do processing at all. So you can't make hash. You can't do close up systems. You can't do gummies. You can't make any of that stuff, but you're allowed to outsource stuff to your storefront. So uh, while you yeah, can grow cool. your own stuff and sell your own, flour uh it's a your, whole different license than the, the yeah first. totally different totally different it, they were trying to entice caregivers into the market but they're only enticing caregivers into the market that grew and that didn't have any processing experience so i think there's even fewer of those correct me if i'm wrong but i believe there's even fewer of those than there are micro businesses and in my opinion neither license is viable so you know right that that was my problem near the end is you know 150 when they were talking you know 300 or 400 for a while there i was like okay that that changes things especially with being able to process but then i didn't hear about where it went after that i got busy so what, with the one that the pays. licenses are what <laughs> 500 500 1000 and 1500 right i think when you guys are when you guys are speaking those numbers to the layman what are we talking about we talking about uh, dollars we talk about plants we talking yep. about I believe that's the plant count limit. So there's class A, B, and C. Most are class C. Um, I think it's just the most viable way of doing it. And also the most recognized kind of license. Because here's the thing. Every municipality in the state gets to create their own laws. They get to opt in and opt out. Um, there are 10 times as many municipalities in Michigan that have opted out than have opted in. So for every one city that has said yes to it, there's 10 cities that have said no to it. Um, we're talking like 168 to 1,168 basically. Uh, and then from there they get to decide how many of licenses it could be zero. It could be one, it could be unlimited. Um, and, and that's for each category, whether it's class A, class B, class C license, whether it's a processor, whether it's a, um, a lab, whether it's a transporter or the, you know, any of it, mm -hmm. they get to determine that themselves. I like the idea of that giving the power to like almost literally the people because you are i mean that's about as close as you can get to the voter in terms of scale of voting and that's what i think is important the problem is with an emerging market like this and the billions of dollars that are involved so many got corrupted um there's too many bribes and money being pushed around behind the scenes people have been caught people have been charged people have been okay, there's been some yeah some i don't know lately i don't know how how many people have gone to jail yet but <laughs> yeah um but yeah man it's just like it's it's one of those things where like i'm sitting over here like really been trying to do the right thing and just do it right for a decade now and it doesn't seem like they've ever given someone like me an opportunity to enter the market and it seems right. like <clears throat> now they don't even give a shit <laughs> yeah i i almost feel like like what pedro's saying you know their market is stabilizing out there at some point we're gonna have the system has to equalize and mm -hmm. it, it can't not everyone's gonna buy five dollar dabs right some people want the higher quality 
and are going to pay for it. So that's where your craft type stuff, but they've just got to get the licenses freed up of all these other people. We need, I hate to say it, but we need some of these fly by night businesses just to kind of fail and go away and consolidate down to, okay, you have your, your Walmarts, your, your Budweiser out there, and then let all the craft people pop up and actually thrive. It's been happening in Michigan. And I, and I think in 2022, yeah, I think in 2022, I was like, Oh, this is going to be the the year of the mergers and acquisitions of Mm -hmm. cannabis industry. And, I don't think, I mean, I think it started then, but I think it really started ha- like actually started happening this year and we're seeing it at the national scale as well. A lot of these, you know, cure leaf type, uh, MSOs that are pulling out state by state, you know, moving their investments to other states like Florida or where they can kind of have more, a more dominant share of the market. Um, then, you know, that's, that's all fine and dandy. Who knows? Maybe in two years, it'll change there too, you know, but, um, I think they just got a lot people play ball man this is literally yeah. something that anyone can do in their backyard anyone can do on their deck anyone can do in their closet like and it doesn't take that much of an investment to get started and and at least give it a, a an honest try you know what i mean and probably come up with at least a few ounces on the other side if nothing else you know mm-hmm. um yeah ww dubs mentions it's a forty thousand dollar license to make concentrates in michigan it was more than that i think they started off at sixty thousand. i think it might even be less yeah. than 40 now but um big know. licenses are not cheap and, and not that's just the license fee yeah, that that doesn't include capital requirements, build out everything else you need. No more capital requirements, oh. but no, they got rid of those a while ago. But um, you know, you're talking half a million dollars in equipment, regardless mm-hmm. whether wh- whatever license you're doing. That's pretty to much do it scale doing. for sure. Well, yeah, to I mean to do it at and you have yeah. to do it at scale at that cost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> we're talking. I mean, we're talking uh minimum what probably five seven thousand dollars a month in rent you know what i mean like uh utility bills insurance bank fees uh security employees yeah security insurance like just i mean if you're not making a quarter million dollars a month yeah the fees don't really worth it you know right that's why i had such high hopes for the micro business but man they just strangled it it just yeah they they almost need to just make that a free license <laughs> and, right and honestly one thing that would help make that viable in its own state which i i don't think they can just add a part to that license i think they actually have to recreate a whole new license which is why they added that second micro business oh. license but i think what one way to help that be viable is to make it like franchisable and so the thing about if Pergroli had, you know, four or five locations around the state, that was, you know, maximum 150 plants, whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. I could have my processing at one location so I didn't have to, you know, buy, uh, you know, $750,000 worth of processing equipment at each location. But, um, you know, make it like the transferring between the locations viable so that you can make sure you got enough gummies in the one area that everyone likes gummies. You got enough yeah clementine flower in the one area one area that everyone likes clementine flower you know but to be able to like transport around process grow have multiple locations that might actually be a viable as a way of doing it you know and in the current setup i just again it's like kind of broken as is so (laughs) 
Yeah. I, I've never been able to think of a good solution that doesn't, I don't know how to say it. Cause, cause my problem with what you just said there was, are they four separate micro businesses or that are just franchised or are they four separate locations under one micro business? Right. That's a good way of putting it. I guess <laughs> franchising a- maybe is not the word. Um, I would probably want the same owner. Right. Because otherwise what's the point? And then you just then have it- someone like licensing out IP, like a McDonald's and you right. know, it's, it's yeah. Cause you're going to end up with somebody trying that even it's an like, MSO at that point. Yeah, you're gonna have like MSOs <laughs> right. going, well, fuck, instead of a forty thousand dollar license, I can go get a hundred or you know, hundred and fifty dollar license, whatever the hell mm-hmm. they drop it to, and then franchise the shit out of it. And so and, and at what point is it no longer a micro business and does it that's <laughs> where the that's the hard part, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I think I don't again a micro business if that's what we're looking like. We really yeah. need a craft business, right? License. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we call them craft breweries. Why not call them craft right. breweries? Yeah, I think it's, again, it's just it's, uh, <laughs> nomenclature, whatever whatever the word is for that. You know, it's just people yeah. choosing their vocabulary. But um, hey, so I want to hear from you guys maybe a couple of positive things that happened this year with, uh, well, either with or without your grow, but um, I'll, I'll start it off. I had I think it was this year. I, he might have given it to me technically last year, but I think I really like put it into production this year. The new strain in my garden this year was Cobra Milk, and um, I've always loved that like kind of fruity pebbles flavor. And I've talked about it a couple times, and I think the Michigan Bros Grow Show and Spartan is like, "Hey man, uh, I have this strain called Cobra Milk. It's jealousy crossed with cereal mm-hmm. milk. It kind of sounds and." smells exactly like what you're talking about you want to cut <laughs> and i'm like uh yeah let's give it a try you know so <clears throat> gave me a cut and uh i grew it out and uh sure enough man it's it's like that it, it what it reminds me of is like that fruity pebbles vape pen cereal milk flavor like it just it's so fruity it's so creamy milky um and it was definitely right up my that. alley yeah I'll, I'll definitely excited to share with you man i got Actually, I, I, I love I love my fruity pebbles, man. <laughs> There's a jar of it right here. This one's sauced up a little bit. Oh yeah, it's gonna drip. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Don't get yeah, too far. There you, there you go. You can see how drippy it is. Um, Damn. Yeah, but uh, great, great terps on it. The effects are wild, man. It's just this batch <laughs> in particular, at least, man, knocked me out. It's unlike uh, unlike the clementine and the lime skunk, it knocks me out, but. Shout out Spartan. Uh, Cobra Milk was the new addition really this year that I, I guess I kind of put into production this year anyway. Uh, but I did pop a couple of new seeds or new strains. And it's been a, I feel funny saying this because I just, I don't buy seeds often, guys. Like I, I get gifted seeds all the time. I mean, I'm very appreciative of that. Um, and I often, you know, that's usually what my pheno hunts consist of or, or just mm-hmm. seeds that were gifted to me, you know. Uh, shout out med grower the whole ocean grown crew yeah exactly uh, right you know, gosh i shouldn't have even started saying breeders i know dozens of them that are getting these seeds over the years but um but for the first time in a long time we'll just put it that way i actually went out and you know purchased seeds and it was because i was told about this um strain that was super high in terpinaline or at least according to the you know the manufacturer this is the breeders website and they had um i forget what the exact 
percentage was, but it was just very dominant in terpenaline. And that terpene is far above and beyond the, the most attractive terpene to me. It's dominant in lime skunk. It's dominant in clementine. It's dominant in grapefruit durban. It's dominant in durban poison. It's dominant in almost every strain that I've really stuck to for more than a couple of years. Mm. And so I'm like, well, let's, you know, just seeing it on, on the numbers chart, you know, let's give it a shot. And so I ordered that and uh, ordered a pack of five of them from Humboldt Seed Company. That's called Raspberry Parfait. And all five have germinated. All five are on, you know, multiple sets of uh, leaves now. They've been, you know, transplanted from the old Jiffy, you know, Pete thing. Not Jiffy, but their Root Riot Cube. I still will never get Jiffy Pete uh, cubes or whatever <laughs> out of my mind. Uh the root right cubes, start them in those, uh, transplant them solo cups, transplant one gallon pots. I'm just kind of taking it slow and they're going to be soon transplanted 10 gallon pots, cloned up and then moved into flower. And I hope to have those ready for hash bash. Um, but very excited about that strain. And of course, on top of that, at the same time, I ordered the squirt, which is supposed to be very much like a grapefruit flavor, which again, grapefruit Durban. I missed that strain immensely. It was one of the most kind of, if we're talking sativa, quote unquote, uh, you know, leaners and like it's something that leans that way and gives you those effects. There he is, Spartan Grown in the chat right now. Shout, shout him out. Um, uh, that was, uh, you know, something I'm looking forward to too. And, and again, a pack of five, got six seeds, had to keep one behind, of course, pack, uh, pop five of them, all five germinated. Um, actually, it was three out of the five pop pretty quickly. And then the next like two on each were kind of slow. So they are, they are a little bit more behind the other ones in terms of height and stuff, but um, hopefully we'll have those ready for hash bash this year. And I'm very excited to bring those into, into 2024. That's awesome. The fuck was what? the question? <laughs> positives out of your drone. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't been watching, I've been, well, like I said, I've been judging for another competition over here, and I'm roasted tonight. But I think you said something about two positive things in the grow or in the life or in the whatever. Yeah, however many. I just said something positive. You know, I, I was just thinking of strains I popped, and like that's that's something new that happened this year, or something I'm excited about. You know, I don't. You know, I I haven't messed with too many new genetics here personally. Um, Eden is is a whole other story, but the the run that that i had of the primal punch this year um modifying some things letting it run how long i did and a lot of different variables man it ran a really really good run of primal punch um but you know one of the best things i think two of the best things that i learned and that i'm starting to to bring um in it's it was kind of funny because i built i built my room over here and then took it to build took what i you know what i modeled here to build bigger facilities and now i'm using the information that i've per perfected if you will that i've that i've modified over in the in the commercial side and in the in the uh the scaled up side and now that i've polished that there I, i'm learning how i can bring it back and make what i've started with even better you know which is awesome um and you know i'll just you know just a, a throw a wink out there um everybody watches my not build a soil video, video that i made and i think i was even i think i was using 25 micron uh bags at the time um and mm -hmm. 
just know that they make 15 and 5 micron bags now too. So there's been a lot of advancements that you just got to pay attention to in the industry and um, put into use and morph them to your SOPs and then use them at will. Dude, this is why shows like this are so important, Pedro, because we have people like you that are actively doing this every day. And a lot of people, probably most of the people that are watching this show don't have the same opportunity. So they're not going to have the the know-how or the the experience or the, the budget or the support or the you know investors or whatever to go go and like just try things out. So for us to come on here and tell them that oh, maybe there's a different mic on here you should try. And even if it's like just pointing them in the right direction, man. Right. Um, that's how I think right. we advance this whole thing. Absolutely. And, and you know, speaking of middlemen and stuff earlier, that's kind of really what we are. Like, I don't think any of us are really on the forefront of like designing anything brand spanking new or like innovating in this industry to the point where patenting things or anything like that, you know. Um, but, you, but, <laughs> but we are on the forefront of just doing this day in and day out and being active in it to the point where we're probably going to catch on to some of this information. And honestly, it's a willingness to share it. <laughs> absolutely that's kind of where i that's kind of why i became who i am is was the willingness to share that build the soil video you referred to earlier you know mm -hmm. I met countless amount of times i've heard how many people or heard messages from people that um have seen the video have watched the video multiple times have learned this learned that and it's just it's been a cool shout out so so oh, six hundred thousand views or something like that, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Thanks. That's like literally like a thousand every day since it's been out. You know, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Um, they 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 blipped me. I don't even know. Oh, he's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ, it's a lot of views. <laughs> um, but no, the willingness to to share. I think I, I don't know if it was here or, or no. I think it was on the last podcast that was that was interviewing me. You know, I had at that point in time, even though I didn't know what that video was going to turn into, I had a choice at that point in time to be like, no, I'm not going to share. You know, I'm going to kind of, you know, block and leave that door closed and, you know, or bring Jeremy and his production crew in at the time to film this and explain it and to ultimately what my decision was was to teach the the home grower the person who's going to go at home and who's going to follow the rules and going to grow six plants you know and going to harvest them dry them and then man i've got this this is all i've got what can i do with it you know and I gave him an option and then like I did the first time when you when you talk about making the hash the first time you're throwing which you're throwing this in a bucket of water <laughs> you know it's like fuck dude mm -hmm. so I've, you kind of got to know what you're doing so I made the decision to to teach the the average person to do what I do and then for those of, of them that have watched me and followed me over the years have have seen it grow into the different techniques and the different, 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 different things that we've that we've changed it into over the years. You know, that's kind of where I was at with the uh, my. Well, actually, it's funny because while my um, you know best value vax like closed loop system series, it was the twelfth part. I think YouTube deleted a few of them, but uh, 
that series definitely has like the most views on my channel. It's actually the video titled "How and Where to Clone a Cl Cannabis Plant" that has <laughs> over a quarter million views. Oh shit! And it's it's just because a that was the title. That's what yeah. a lot of people are googling, you know. Yeah. And right. b it's like two and a half minutes long, and so yeah. you don't have to sit there yeah. and go through seven minutes of this guy's reason why he's growing this one plant and the media he's growing in and the pot size he chooses and check out these new lights he's got from this sponsor and blah, 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 <laughs> you know? And then, you know, seven, eight, nine minutes in, he's going to tell us over the course of 30 seconds, how and why to clone a, or top a cannabis plant, you know? So um, it was just literally that simple, I think is why that, that one blew up, but it's like, it's just a daily reminder seeing comments on that video. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> this is what they need they just need the simple facts of like this is it's what we do and this is why we do it you know and this is this is why it's the yeah. optimal way of doing it you know and that's going back to the close-up system video that's like really what i try to do with that i took my time to write a script sit behind this mic and record a script in addition to a video put them you know edit them together and just have something not necessarily short but not long that was just clear and concise and uh you know for lack of better terminology i say this all the time like like explain it to me like i'm a fifth grader you know what sure. I mean? like yeah. i i, I yeah. want everybody Break to be able down. to understand this yeah and it's, yeah. it's it's you know a lot of it is safety concerns too so i don't want it to be confusing you know i if you're this is something you're going to partake in or, or uh you know undertake like i want you to do it right too and i, I don't want to be the sole source of info but i want to be a good source of info so absolutely Superior buds, what about you, man? Something yeah, tells me like there's some equipment or something that like came in. <laughs> something yeah. you're excited about. Got a box in the back room. <laughs> no, this year's all been, you know, about the rebuild and and trying to take the lessons learned from big commercial automated facilities and bring it down to the home scale. Um, things that we just don't have access to. I I I'm not buying a twenty-five thousand dollar chilled washing machine, but you know, I threw one together for two thousand dollars so it's just interesting it's lot lots of fun lots of new skills this year which was the best part of the rebuild i think i've never when i started this i'd never done drywall i have done more fucking drywall in the past year than i ever want to do again but you know lots of building lots of figuring shit out just it's been fun i love i love the solving problems and there's just, you know, my my ultimate goal is control the variables I can, track the ones I can't. So that's where we're going to be. I'm bringing the veg tent back up here very, very, very soon. But I think my I, I waited for a while for my new cameras. That was probably one of my my most fun things this year is the the ai kind of leaning leaning into ai yeah. type stuff yeah yeah they've got ai tracking and following and they're 4k they run ndi so they never get behind they're not what is that yeah, you, you stream everything every, all the time at period i'm streaming every all my mistakes all my building every i mean you see me cut myself bleed on the wall it's there <laughs> um, so Good we're point. live 24 7 it's you get to see me every now and then you'll see the, the boy baby come running out and playing with his trucks while I'm cutting PVC or, but where else guys, where else crack? wait, is there an OnlyFans in this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 
that's just for the feet picks. Okay, okay. Just, just feet. Sorry. <laughs> Bust the dogs out every once in a while. You see yeah. them in some Crocs, and you're like, "Ooh, yeah. boy!" Yep. No, I've I've got very specific grow room shoes. I I changed. I mean, they're Crocs, way. right? No, no, they're. Well, you're doing it wrong. I know. I need so I need something I can hose off, right? <laughs> Crocs. They're Crocs. Yeah. Man, there's been this Croc conversations so much lately what's going on <laughs> i have too no, many that's, I'm not even that's what i'm excited about for for christmas we we each kind of the wife and i were thinking along the same lines so i got her a, a macro lens for her camera she got me a microscope so <laughs> nice so we are we're gonna be posting some some fun stuff with uh what's the uh, what's the stats on that macro lens i know more about that than i do a microscope it's a you want to hand it to me? It's a 60 millimeter, I want to say. Canon? Right there. No, uh, she's a what's your camera? Fuji. Oh, okay. oh the, she's got the XT30. As long as she didn't say Nikon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so it's the 2.4 nice. 39 millimeter. Okay, okay. So the next thing will be an extension tube and, you know, going on from there. There's like oh, four God. more pieces you can add. In this. <laughs> yeah, no. it's not running. It's like a, it's like a car. It's like a house. Like it's just, it's mm. a, it's a beautiful hobby. <laughs> this, this will be a fun start though for it. You know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I, I've she got a good tripod. Little, yeah. I've used a little handheld USB microscopes, you know, to check out my hash before the quality's not great. And I don't have stable ass hands like that. So mm -hmm. that's what I was asking about a tripod. Cause you start doing yeah. anything macro. It's like, it has to be still, and you got to, you honestly pro tip for those of you guys out there that are taking those photographs or even honestly, any photographs, set the timer, especially with like a DSLR. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, phone's a little different cause you're capturing it digitally or whatever, but with like a DSLR lens, like there's some actual vibration to the camera body, not the lens, but the camera body. And you're gonna have a little motion if you're holding it. You're gonna have a little motion from that. If you even from the, clicking the button, you're gonna have a little motion. So the best we thing have the to remote. Do is, yeah, there you go. That's that's a good probably the best way. Cause even you know, setting that timer and then walking away, even that thing on the tripod could be moving. Like it depends on how good of a tripod you have. You There's so many <clears throat> variables when it comes to taking a photograph. <laughs> Trying to take a picture in the flower room is the worst because I mean there's air. So I oh kill God, all dude. the fans. Yeah, you have to. You almost have yeah. to to get a good photo in the room. Like, and I like the uh, the Vader trick of having like the light reflector right there, just to block out some of that. Like, well, at the time, harsh HPS HPS light. Like, yep. A lot of us are using beautiful white spectrum LEDs now, but <laughs> I do have a set of filters for one of my AI cameras, but I haven't tested it yet. So. Hmm. We'll like see. that one actually has a full it has a full actual lens on it so nice. a sony lens on the cameras ouch well guys um i've got one more uh positive thing to share and uh, this is where i'm going to end it for myself and this year i had the birth or i celebrated with the birth of my son and uh, I think that's uh, Congratulations. Yeah, yep. pretty, pretty amazing thing. Yeah, pretty exciting thing. Um, he is a massive, massive boy. <laughs> <laughs> even Not even nine months old yet. Uh, well, shoot, even at like six months old, he was wearing 12-month clothes and 
at like eight, eight, eight and a half months, whatever he is now. He's wearing like 18 month clothes. And uh, yeah, Spartan. Yes, I had a birth. <laughs> I birthed a child. Uh, but no, I was something, you know, very happy about. Um, certainly, you know, one of the things that made my year, um, uh, you know, it's, pretty pretty sweet so i, I just want a cool thing yeah just want to i want to <laughs> end on that note i'll feel you guys uh feel My. free to to share what you guys want to share to end here the 2024 but hey for me merry christmas happy new year's guys yeah yeah i don't think i have a hell of a lot more to share i guess one of the things that i missed out was how big and fast this damn glass business and glass cabinet has been growing over the last year so that's kind of a pretty cool thing as well um but other than that yeah no don't have anything else to add and i'm high as all hell so <laughs> stay there and keep smiling life of a judge <laughs> right merry christmas happy know, new year a, what you got we had a great year with the the main company um businesses better than we could have ever imagined we've gone beyond anything we could have ever thought so it's taken me away from a, a lot, you know, that and keeping up with a three-year-old at my age is, is rough. <laughs> so, but it's rough he, no matter what your age is, bro. Yeah, he, man, a little energizer just goes, but he's awesome. He's been fun. You know, it's, it's fun to watch and being up here in the UP, it's the best place for him. He just runs the woods, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's... It's about it for me. Oh yeah. Well, ready, cheers, guys. Make sure you, year. yeah. Make sure you uh, <laughs> make sure you find us. You know, on all those channels. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe, um, throw a comment below if you're watching this later. And uh, cheers. Yeah, cheers, I'm everybody. excited to see who we're gonna who's who we're gonna see on the show next year. Plenty more episodes to come. Be good, you guys. <laughs>